Good morning, afternoon or evening to you wherever and whenever you're listening. It's Henry from Football in DK and I'm back with another exclusive interview. I'm delighted to be joined today by a player who has consistently over the past couple of years been one of my favourite players to watch in Denmark. A guy who has led his team across the country and in Europe this season. It's Randers captain Vito Hamashoi Mistrati. Uh, and hopefully I've done justice to your name. I apologise in advance for all Danish pronunciations. But Vito, welcome to the Nordic Football Board. Thank you. Thank you. And you did well. Actually, there's a lot of Danish people who can even pronounce it. So I, I think you did well. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so j- just, to, just to kick things off, I can imagine it must have been a pretty memorable last sort of 12 months for you, you know, becoming Danish Cup champions, uh, going on this kind of adventure in Europe and also becoming captain of the club. Yeah, it has for sure. It's it's been uh, probably, or oh, for sure, the the best life, uh, the best year of my life and in, in my career. Um, we I, I've had some some big big experiences and and got to play in in Europe and and win the cup. And a lot of players, a lot of Danish players, don't uh, get the the they don't they don't. In, in, even in the whole career, they don't try to play in Europe, and they they don't even win any titles. So so it's it's been massive for me, and and I'm I'm so happy about what what we did in in Ranas. Yeah, I I, I think you could uh, could see that from the pictures. You looked you know really delighted with the cup, and uh, must have, <laughs> must have been a fantastic moment. I, I I wanted to ask what was the what was the experience of playing in Europe like? Uh it it, it was it was. It was awesome, you know. It for many of us, it was the first time playing in Europe, uh, and we we debated uh, before the the draw. We we debated: uh, do we want a tough group and get the the big uh, the big teams, or do we want uh, like a easier group and hopefully um, advance to the next round? And I was I was sort of in between. I would love to have played uh, Roma or or Marseille or some of these these teams but but uh, we got we got AZ Alkmaar which was uh, the biggest team in 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 our group and that was that was that was a big experience but at the same time corona was was hammering uh, mm. through Europe so we didn't get the the full experience with spectators and and uh, and then we had to two teams which wasn't very interesting to be honest it was Jablonic from uh, Czech Republic and uh, Cluj from Romania uh, but uh, it, it was it was it was fun to play in another country you know flying uh, to to another country to play as, uh, so I've, I've never tried before uh, and uh, getting this um, this uh, theme before the game you know where you stand and the cameras on you like like in the champions league when yeah. when they go through every player was kind of funny but but the 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 teams um wasn't the most interesting but hopefully uh, uh luckily we we won uh against uh, Cluj and we uh and we went on to the to the next group but but i would i would have liked to to play some some bigger teams i would say um yeah yeah, I, I mean, you, you went on to went on to play uh, went on to play Leicester, and you know, of course, you scored in that um, in in that away fixture. Um, mm. you, you know, the, the, they're a team that give you know top Premier League sides uh, close games. So, 
yeah, that was a uh, must must have been a big test. It must have been a great feeling to score what was the equalizer at the time. Yeah, it, it was. It, it's something that that I will never forget. And and the <clears throat> sorry, the the more the uh, the more time goes by, the the bigger it gets. You know, when when I scored, um, I didn't really. I didn't realize what I did, you know, and yeah. and I and it was just a couple of minutes before the halftime, and I w- and I when when the referee whistled for halftime, I was in the locker room and and I, you know, I was at a sort of confused. Uh, I didn't I didn't knew what I what I've done, mm. and and it was it it was it was just a, a funny experience. Uh, and now, when I look back at it, I, I, some, I am just proud of myself and and the team, of course. Uh, and of course, we we got the um, we lost four one, and we didn't stand a chance. But it is what it is. I mean, Leicester City is, in in my opinion, top six uh, team in the Premier League. Uh, they have national players in almost every position and and quality players all around and uh yeah we didn't have a chance but it but it was it was fun and also in in runners we um we did way better and uh, gave the gave them a lot of uh trouble but then they have this this guy madison who just made two <laughs> fantastic goals one in uh top bins one one in left and one in right corner and then we lost three three one uh but yeah. it was it was it was fun and i i am really proud of uh of what we did and and we we made history you know it's it's not often that uh, a danish team plays against a premier league team and especially not runners it's maybe one time every 15th year uh, that that uh the club gets to play in europe yeah it was it was a really amazing story and i think that um uh you, you, you know i think uh it really sort of put Danish football on the map for lots of people to to to, to sort of uh, to have that match up. So yeah, it was uh, it was amazing. Um, mm-hmm. I've always wondered, you know, as a player, you talked about, you know, you get to travel to all these different places, um, you know, both in Denmark and and across Europe. But you know, do you ever feel like you're experiencing the places that you travel to, uh, or, or are you sort of just in a hotel the whole time? Yeah. Uh, like I said, we were we were traveling while Corona was still a thing. Uh, so we were we were just in the hotel for the for the entire time while we were while we were out in Europe. Uh, and I don't know if if things would have been different. I, I don't think so actually. Uh, I I don't think we w- we would have been allowed to go to go out and experience the the city and also. We we're not there for a very long time. We let's say uh, when we were in Leicester, we we arrived um, at three o'clock in the afternoon, I think. Then we had uh, the practice at five, uh, and then we got back to the hotel and 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 then it's it's match day, you know, and you're just in your in your bed preparing for games yeah. for the game. So so. No, I I wouldn't say that that the teams go out and experience the countries that they are in. Um, yeah, we we actually we we also we before we went into the Conference League, we were in the 
in the Europe League mm. uh, play playoff against Galatasaray, and uh, there we were told we were not allowed to go outside because of, uh, something might happen, you know. But I don't, I, I, don't, I don't think it was true because we are we are runners and <laughs> they 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 didn't really they didn't have uh, any relationship uh, with us. So I think we we, we would have been okay. Yeah, that was the, that, that ended up being quite a close game, and I think that you know it was a, a obviously a very tough draw for you guys, and and perhaps you can consider yourselves unlucky that you didn't get a, a slightly easier draw because uh, I think that, that the way you played in that tie, I think against someone else, that that could have landed you in the in the Europa League. Yeah, 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 and and sometimes we 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 talk about this actually because I'm 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 happy that we didn't go into Europe League because you you see the the some of the Danish team who's in Europa League, they have a lot of, of troubles, uh, a lot of trouble. And uh, I think uh, if we would have been in, in Europa League, it would have been fun, maybe the first two uh, games. But if we were in a, in a top group, it's it's just to go out and, and, and lose games every time. And that, that would have been pretty forgettable, I think. Mm. So I'm I'm happy that... Uh, that we were in the Conference League, where we actually stood a chance against the other teams. Definitely, and the the um the thing with some of these bigger teams is obviously they that they have huge squads that they can rotate through. This, I I, I wondered for for a squad like Randers, how does your how does your preparation change going from you know one game a week as it was last season to two when mm. you're in Europe? You know, do you have to do a different nutrition plan, or is it like more rest days? How does it work? Um. First of all, we we uh, increased the size of the of the squad, uh, or the club did, um, and we signed a lot of players uh, who was meant to be uh, in a rotation rotation system, and um, so so we we definitely got a bigger squad, uh, and then it was I I play uh, pretty much all the games, so for me it was it was really nice to play every Thursday Sunday Thursday Sunday because. Usually, when you have one game a week, it's just a match day on on Sundays, and then you have five uh, trainings maybe, and mm. and and it it can be a little bit uh, boring, and and it was nice to get some some new uh, some new routines in my in my uh, career, and and yeah, it's just when when you play Thursday Sunday, it it really is just. Uh, uh, resting and uh, tactical training and resting uh, again, and you 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 can't really do much. It's uh, because you have to be one hundred percent ready for the game. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And uh, also, like one of the one of the sort of changes that's happened through the season is you've obviously been given the captaincy since uh, since Eric mm -hmm. Markson left. Um, how does how does being captain? Or, uh, you know, how does it change your approach as a player or does it change your approach? Do you just continue sort of being yourself or uh, do you make yourself more vocal and more present? Like, how's it affected your your game and your approach? Yeah. Um, in the When I was offered the, the captain role, I said, uh, well, first of all, I'm, I'm not... I'm not the usual uh, Roy Keane kind of yeah. captain. You know, I, I don't really shout uh too much and and i I'm, I'm really good socially but uh i'm not like this yeah this right kind of guy and so first of all i said as when i was offered the role i said 
to to the coach uh i said i would love to but i won't change myself uh and and he said of course you you shouldn't uh that that i i picked you and uh, because you are you not because i want to change you and uh but but as as, as time went by i I noticed I, I I had start to to change. Uh, I in the in the locker room before the games, I I was more focused on the other uh, on the other guys and trying to get them to get in the right uh, mind and 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 stuff like that. And it it hugely affected my own game that I had that I was so focused on the other guys. Uh, mm. So. In in the beginning of the season, I had some really bad games because I think it was because I I had too much focus on on the team and and the other guys and tried to make them ready instead of myself. So so I I kind of changed my approach. Uh, I also talked with a with a, a mental coach, and um, and now I I'm back at where I was before, where I really don't. Uh, really don't focus so much on the others and it's their own job to get ready for 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 the game you know i cannot control it so i can only focus on myself and and now i'm i'm back in 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 that kind of uh, mental state where i i focus on myself before the game i i uh, i do my own thing and and it's up to the own guys to 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 make themselves ready for the game and then i lead by my uh, style of playing in the game. Mm. Uh, I always want the ball. I I never give up. I uh, I I'm just an important player for the team. So uh, I'll keep doing that. Yeah, yeah so it's it's funny that you mentioned that. Actually, I don't know if uh, I don't know if you're if if you sort of keep an eye on these kind of uh, like stats, but um, I think that you lead, lead the league in terms of winning the ball back. Uh, pressing in the attacking third is that is that oh, really of, yeah <laughs> is that yeah, part of your know. is that part of your game that you you know you've always had or is it something you you've sort of developed in in recent years um i don't know i don't know i mean uh my teammates make fun of me when i whenever i do a sliding tackle because <laughs> they, they they really don't see me as a, like a fighter kind of guy but uh, but i would say i do fight a lot and and in every game, almost without the exceptions, I I'm the one who who run the most in the game. Uh, I don't I don't do the most sprints and I don't run the fastest, but I I run the longest every every game. Um, so so I would say I am I am a fighter, and uh, even though I like to to do nice nice passes and making goals, I I try to all make always make sure that that. Uh, Fighting is in is a top priority, and if if I do that, then the other things will start building up. Yeah, I, I think that's a that's a, a perfect approach. You know, lead by example. Yeah. Um, I, you, you don't have to name names here, but I wondered. Uh, you you has, has there been um, has something stuck out in your mind as like a best or a worst way that a captain has tried to motivate you uh, in 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 your career? uh i had i had a friend um he uh he had this uh this pep talk uh he played in a lower division uh i think it was a second division and he had this pep talk where um he was shouting 
so much that it uh, it went viral. Uh, his <laughs> name is Rasmus Wiener, and uh, and then later on, I I uh, began to play with him, and he he made these these extraordinary pep talks before the game. You know, in in the circle, uh, uh, right. Uh, seconds before the game's about to start, uh, I don't know. Actually, I think maybe it's a Danish thing. I don't know, but we 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 meet in a circle uh, in the middle of the in the middle of the field and say the last words. The captain always says says the last words, and he he had some some memorable uh, pep talks and uh, this that's that that's uh, I can maybe send it to you. It's on YouTube also, but. That's probably the most uh, the yeah that's that's what I remember the clearest in my mind. Um, that sounds good. Send it, send it to me, and I'll post it. Yeah, yeah, you can do it. Um, I don't remember any bad captains, uh, really. That's good. All positive role models. Um, yeah, <laughs> I. I'd love to know as well how how you feel like your game has changed as you've as you've got older and matured. Uh yeah, it's it has uh, I've been I've been taking more chances in my in my style of playing. Uh when I was younger I, I really didn't take a lot of chances and I always passed the ball to the to the nearest man and sort of just I was sort of just there, you know. I didn't make a a difference in the game, and uh, that's what I've really been 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 learning and and uh, have my focus on to to make a difference in the game because uh, I want to be I want to be there for a reason. I don't want to be just one of the guys, uh, and and that has really changed my uh, my career since I. I started doing doing that um, because before uh, when I was from I don't know 20 to 24 23 maybe um, I was just a regular player with you know okay all-around player but uh, but then I started taking uh, taking chances and started to try to change the game and since then it it's been just going one way and i think if you look at my my um transfer market value it's it has only gone one one way since uh <laughs> since 23 i think uh, every time they updated my value has, has been uh, going up so it's it's kind of funny to see yeah it's, it's it's actually something that i've noticed with um uh quite a few um young players that i, I that, uh, you know when you watch them at an under 23 level that if they're if they're the sort of player who likes to take players on and very sort of skillful on the ball, I found that you know when they move to um, a, a more senior level, sometimes that part of the game that involves you know taking people on and and it, like you say taking a chance, sometimes that disappears because they don't want to miss the opportunity that they've mm. they've got. And uh, yeah, if it, if it feels like you you sort of neutralize lots of the strengths of, of someone's game when uh, as, as soon as you start sacrificing that. Yeah, yeah, for sure, and and. Uh it's it's uh for me i was i was uh i'm always i have i have always been a good kid and and uh try to to please other uh other people and 
for me it was uh it was huge when when i gave gave away the ball or or did something that that my teammates didn't like you know mm. and and as time passed by i i was becoming more and more uh i didn't care so much about that uh and really now if some somebody says something to me i shout it i shout right back at them <laughs> and tell them to shut up so uh, this this is also the the ego you need in professional football i think because if you if you are too soft or too sweet then you will get get eaten by by the other players yeah it's a it's a it's a tough business that way yeah it it certainly sounds like it um yeah it, it sounds like that idea of taking risks is something you sort of wish you'd done a little bit earlier in your career. But is there any advice, if you could sort of go back to yourself age, I don't know, say 20, is there a piece of advice that you that you would give yourself beyond that sort of risk taking? Yeah, it is. It is a big, uh, a big moment uh, when when I realized that I need to change myself uh, and need to focus more on myself. I would say so. That makes sense. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I, I cannot even say that uh, I don't drink so much alcohol or don't party so much or whatever. I, I because I did, I did, I didn't really party. I was fully professional, so I did all the right things. But I think maybe my advice would be to to, to accept that ninety percent of football is in the head, uh, because. So much players uh, can can do more or less more or less the same things, but the ones who who really succeed, in my opinion, are the ones who also understand football uh, and all the mechanisms uh, in the head. Mm. Uh, so- because I've seen I've seen a lot of talented players, really talented players, uh, who didn't quite make it uh, because of maybe. They have been experiencing experiencing some defeats in their career that they they haven't tried before, or they don't get the the they don't know how to act in the in the locker room, and they get like freezed out and and stuff like that. So so it's really really important that you understand all all uh, corners of of a football uh, career. Yeah, uh, the, and I guess the difficult thing with that is that. Some of that stuff only comes with time. So I I, I can think of certain players who um, who really kind of had that had that um, uh, had that mental side and that maturity down. Like if, if I think of Cesc Fabregas, for example, you know he he never mm-hmm. looked he never looked like a a seventeen year old playing in the Premier League. He always looked like a much more experienced player yeah. because he had that side of his game early. early yeah. On. yeah, yeah. Is there is there a story behind your squad number, by the way, number twenty? Uh, like, is there a reason you picked that specifically? Yeah, no, uh, it's a good question. Um, there, there isn't. Uh, <laughs> I came, I came to the club, and uh, I had number seven in my previous club, and that was occupied. Um, and I, I, I don't remember if ten was available, but. I really didn't want it anyway, so it didn't really matter. But then I was like, I think, I think 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, something like that was available. And I, went, and I just thought 20 was pretty cool. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, it started out off 
pretty random, but uh, now I really like twenty. And then if I if I were to change club uh, sometime, I I would definitely go for twenty again. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, it's sort of grown, yeah. in, grown into the number. Really, really, I I have. <laughs> that's, that's, that's quality. Um, and yeah, you, you you sort of you sort of hinted at that, like uh, that you, you you sort of need to learn, um, or you need to focus on all the areas uh, outside of outside of the, the the pitch, the sort of the mental side of the game and the preparation. I, I wondered, mm-hmm. like outside of training and matches. You know, do you watch football for pleasure, or are you one of these people who you know you do it so so much of your life is spent on football that when you get away from it, you want to just disconnect? Yeah, um, I would say I would say I really don't watch a lot of football. Uh, I watch I watch the Superliga uh, because that I feel that's important to to keep an eye eye on, on the other teams and and know what's going on. Uh, and then I watch Champions League, but Champions League is more like a uh, occasion for me and my friends to get together. Mm. You know, it's not like I'm sitting and analyzing the game, and uh, but we we just uh, it's just an occasion to get together and have a good time. Uh, but other than and then of course the Euros and the the World Cups, I would yeah uh, I would watch, but Premier League and La Liga, Serie A. Whatever, I really don't watch it. I mean, I like it, uh, and I, if I'm in London, I would love to go to to a game and watch. But I I don't have a relationship with any of these teams, uh, yeah. So I'm just kind of a casual uh, fan who's if no, I I would say what is it? Liverpool United is playing. Uh, this is it Thursday or something. They're playing tonight. Is it tonight? Yeah, you see, yeah. I don't really, I don't really follow. And, <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I didn't, I wouldn't say I watch, watch too much. Um, yeah, that makes sense. And um, uh, you, you said you watch Superliga. I'm always trying to encourage more people uh, over here in the UK and sort of outside of Denmark to to watch the Danish league. Like from the perspective of a player, what do you think it is that makes the Superliga um, exciting and special? <laughs> um it's a it's a good question really because yes i i i would say it's it's kind of difficult to to persuade people from other countries to watch the superliga but well uh i mean if you're because it's it's a local thing kind of uh of course you have copenhagen who's done and Michelin, who's done a lot in in Europe, but other than that, it's it's not often that you see teams in, doing well in Europe. So uh, often it's 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 a local thing where you follow your local team. Uh, but if if I would try to to convince somebody to to watch Superliga, it it would be um, this uh, Copenhagen derby. Uh, like yesterday, uh, Copenhagen versus Bonbu, yeah, yeah, where you have a uh, full stadium, thirty-five thousand, making a lot of noise, uh, and uh, the the right now it's a really bad pitch, but you have some quality players in there for sure, players who can who can uh, inspire and and make it in in top five league 
uh, leagues for sure. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. I seem to have been talking about um, pitches in the Super League quite a lot in the past few weeks. I think it's, you know, the the, yeah. the surface at Park and has obviously had like lots of sand on it and it's been yeah. poor. But what, one of the things I wanted to ask you about actually is that, you know, there's a, obviously a couple of artificial pitches in the league. Do you notice a big difference when you play on, um, you know, like the Norgeland pitch fridge? Uh, pitch for example do you uh, d- does it sort of change how you prepare for the game does it affect your game does it affect your recovery uh the the artificial grass games is is by far the worst um i really don't enjoy it uh ball, uh, the Singapore ball pitch uh is better than northland pitch but it's still artificial and uh it's okay in in the cold months but i really don't enjoy it and uh, right now in first division another artificial team is number one uh and i think they will go up in the superliga so then we have three artificial uh pitches and that's just not that's just not good enough i think um i i I believe that that it's the that football on this level should be played on on grass and then because i would also say we have a lot of bad pitches uh, and it is a difficult uh, weather to to make a good pitch in but i i would suggest that the danish football federation they make some kind of rule that you that the club would have to use x amount of money on the pitch so you so they make sure that you have the best pitches uh, possible um yeah it makes yeah. it, make, it makes such a difference i think you know w- watching the derby um yesterday there were mm. lots of players losing their losing their footing uh in situations yeah. that they wouldn't normally if the if the pitch was in a, a good condition so yeah i I'm, I'm i'm with you i'd like to see the standard of the of the pitch um go up over the uh across the league and i think that it it, it makes for a better it makes for a better product and it makes for better football it does it and 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 it is possible uh we played in in Bonby. what what was it was it then uh a couple I of think, weeks ago yeah a couple of weeks ago and, and there you had a pitch who was perfect um yeah so so it is possible it's just a matter of how much money i willing willing to, to to spend on it i think um and of course when we played in leicester uh it was in the middle of february and i know they probably have a little bit better weather than than we do here in denmark but it's not a lot but they still have like perfect pitch I've, yeah the best pitch i've ever been on and, and <laughs> yeah, it looks like it, a carpet yeah it really does and and i think there was a game on it uh, a couple of days before and you could not even see look like you it looked like a pitch that nobody has touched for two months amazing um, <laughs> yeah, yeah it was yeah I always see uh, whenever I see a surface like that, I'm always desperate to have a game on them, and you know, yeah. But I think for me, it's not going to happen. But I'm glad that you had the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it 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 really it is a big problem uh, in Denmark, I think, and uh, something should be done around it. But uh, something should be done to 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 change it. But of course, I I cannot do anything about it. <laughs> so so here's a question that um that you, 
you might you might have an answer for you might not but whenever i'm in the in the stands for a game you know i'm always mm. i always hear people shout funny stuff and i wondered uh from the pitch what's the funniest thing you've ever heard someone shout oh i've heard a lot of things especially <laughs> especially when i when i played in the low, lower division um because there you the it's like a sunday league uh, game where the the fans or spectators they are one meter away from you yeah uh i've i've, I've been to a place uh it's called Bontoy. it's in uh, right now they are i think maybe in fourth or fifth division uh, but back then they were in the, in the second best league and there they always had uh, the fans they had pretty good fans actually but they always find one guy from the other team and then they yell that he's fat <laughs> and even though even though he wasn't they always point out one player and then they sing about him and how fat he is for, for the entire game that's uh that's probably the the most uh the funniest thing i've heard did you ever uh, get targeted no, no. <laughs> All right. Probably because I wasn't important enough. Uh, that was back <laughs> when I when I was an an all round player who didn't do much. <laughs> that sounds good. I, I I'm I'm conscious I'm conscious of your time. There's just a, a few more questions that I wanted to ask, if that's okay. Yeah, um, sure. I've I've plenty of time. But you you've you've obviously still got a, a lot to play for this season. You know, you made it into the championship group, and um, has that experience that you've had in Europe? Does, does that sort of give the squad extra motivation to try and do the same this year and try and qualify uh, you obviously can't qualify through the cup but can you could qualify through the league yeah yeah uh, it does uh, all of us really wants to 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 play in europe again for sure and and uh, it is a big motivation uh, but right now we are we are we're struggling uh, two of our key strikers is uh, is out and has been out for since uh, uh, all of 2022 and we are struggling a bit uh, to to score goals and I've been I've been I have been uh, playing as a striker which is okay but I would like to be a little bit more back um, and uh, so so it's tough at the moment uh, and at the same time we we let a lot of goals in uh, so we are we are we're having a lot of trouble at the moment uh, but but our motivation for playing in Europe again is is huge and hopefully Michelin uh, will win the cup because then uh, there's another Europe spot for yeah. number five. Uh, yeah. So if we if we don't make four, then we can make five and still go to Europe. So, um, but first first of all we are we're just trying to win as many, as many games as possible so we can. We can do it ourselves, you know. Yeah. But it's it's it is real tough. It's it's really good uh, teams uh, all around us, and of course, it is the champion championship round. So it's uh, it's difficult to win just one game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. You got seven games left, so plenty yeah. to play for. But yeah, like you say, every game at the moment seems to be um, seems to ha have real significance to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I thought the last two games we lost three zero three one and I thought okay now it's over we cannot do anything but 
if we win today against Silkeborg, then we're five still. So it's it's close and uh, yeah, it's possible. Cool. And what what is the what does the future hold for you personally? You know, would you like to to sort of see out your playing days in the Superliga, or would you like to have an experience in another league at some point in the future? I I would really like to go to to another league and try uh, to play in in a foreign co- country. Um, I'm I would personally I would really love love to go to uh, South Korea or Japan or some okay. something Asian. Um, because I think it's, it, I I believe it's it could be really fun to try and play there and and try and live in this uh, these Asian countries. Uh, so that would be my my dream destination, I I guess. Because I think I'm turning thirty this summer, and uh, top five leagues it shouldn't really be uh, possible. So I try to focus on on uh, like a more adventurous countries if you can say so yeah, yeah there's been the, uh, there's been a couple of transfers recently um uh, yeah. between superliga and and uh and the sort of the far eastern leagues i i, I know that um groning went from uh from mm-hmm. v- viborg to to korea and I, there were uh, the, the the names escaped me but um uh, the center back from michelin went to Schultz. yeah Schultz, Schultz. exactly there yeah. you go so yeah so, yeah yeah and 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 it was uh, the same agent who did all of those three. Ah, uh, oh, really? A, uh, those three deals, yeah. And guess who I have as an agent <laughs> right now? Ellen Pack is his name. So hopefully he oh, he can do something. Yeah. Well, watch this space. Yeah, I think it would be a it'd be an amazing um, sort of cultural experience as much as it would be a, a football experience. So yeah, yeah. I can see why why it's uh, attractive to players. Yeah. Um. Cool. And then f- finally, I, I just wanted to ask you about the more kind of mental side of the game. Do, you're obviously under a huge amount of stress and pressure as a professional footballer. You know, you've got your sort of uh, your performance is kind of scrutinized and on show for, for everyone to, to, to analyze each week. Do you have any mm-hmm. like routines or techniques for kind of handling that stress and, and sort of uh, maintaining a kind of um, calmness in your life? Um. Whenever I have a good game, I try to do the next game, especially uh, exactly the same as I did last time. Uh, so, so same breakfast, same shoes. Like like one to one day, I try to make. Okay. Um, uh, and I think a lot of, of football players is like that. Um, and uh, it's yeah, it it doesn't really work <laughs> because. Uh, it's it's not so often that uh that I have like two perfect games in a row, but but I try to to make uh, give me give myself the same um, preparation for for the games, and uh, it's I have I I'm a bit crazy actually because I it's everything <laughs> that I try to do the same you know in warm up. I'm in the same place as last time, and if if somebody's my place, I say go away because I need this. And I yeah, it's it's everything. It's a, I think it's maybe a little bit unhealthy, but um, but yeah. Other other than that, I'm I'm pretty used to to being in in the spotlight, and and all my friends can see if I have a bad game, and and I don't know. I think it's just 
you get used to it. Um, and uh, of course, when when I've had had a bad game, I try to stay away from all social medias and news outlets and all of that. Um, yeah. So that's, that's yeah, that's how it, how I I deal with that. But uh, it doesn't affect me so much. Uh, usually, I'm I'm good at getting back uh, getting back stronger. Yeah, I think you had a run earlier in the season where where you scored four four games in a row. So yeah, what, whatever you were doing over that period, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you need, to, you need to sell that formula. I know, I know, but. <laughs> uh yeah i it's 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 tough you know because i also then i put on my left shin pad first and then the right <laughs> yeah, and yeah. all of this it get mixed up sometimes yeah no, that makes sense uh yeah. listen vita th- thank you so much for uh for taking the time to talk and you know it, it's a it's a, a huge pleasure and i'm really grateful for your time and for for, for someone for someone like me who who follows the league from a, another country, you know, get, getting kind of uh, under the skin of the the league and the players and the teams and stuff is is really uh, a, a massive pleasure. So I'd like to thank you very much for your time and uh, wish you the thank best you. of luck in, in the run-in and, and, and for tonight. Yeah, thank you very much and thanks for having me. Great. Well, um, we will, uh, we'll, see, we'll see how you get on later. So yeah, ho- hopefully see you in Europe next season. Yeah, I'm sure. Cheers, Vito. Cheers.